Welcome to Sober Solutions. We are a weekly recovery podcast, not affiliated with any particular 12-step or recovery program. However, you may hear us mention them. My name is Jason, and I'm an alcoholic and addict. My name is Chris, and I'm an alcoholic and addict. My name is Ben. I'm an alcoholic and addict. And welcome back to Sober Solutions Podcast. Tonight is episode 41. And I am very ready for this topic tonight. Um, Tonight's topic is around stress and anger. And man, I had such a stressful day today. Um, I've had a stressful week, to be quite honest. Um, Work has been incredibly wonderful. Um, I, I absolutely love the job that I have. And I think that I've already worked about 60 hours and it's only Thursday. Um, It has been nonstop, back to back, meetings all day, requests going till six, seven, eight o'clock at night. Um, And it has been incredibly, incredibly stressful at work. Not only that, but I am COVID positive. And so I'm not just trying to barrel through work and get all my assignments done, start up new projects because it's the beginning of the year, um, but my body is just fighting me at every single turn. Um, it has not been fun. Um, thankfully, I'm, I'm vaccinated and boosted, so I'm not having the symptoms of of um, what it could be, but it's still so incredibly bad. Um, you know, I, and I think that's also adding to the stress because I started getting into this new gym routine where I would wake up early and I would go to the gym in the morning and do some cardio, come home, start my day, do my work, go to the gym in the evening, um, do some weightlifting and stuff, and then have dinner, go to bed. Um, I do not do well, uh, with, with my schedule being out of whack. You know, I, I'm now sober almost 17 and a half months. Um, and it is down to a T my, my schedule is, I, I live and die by my schedule, you know, and when it's not something that I'm used to doing, like being tired, I walked to the mailbox today and I'm, I'm winded. Um, you know, that just takes me out of my, my normal day-to-day routine and talk about angry. You know, I, I got very angry today, um, you know, with, with people's, as I put it, people's incompetence. Um, I ordered something online and that didn't turn out for me. And then I had a conversation with someone and that didn't turn out for me. And I could just feel myself starting to fume um, because I expected these people just to deliver. And one of them was a door dasher and I just wanted them just to something simple, just deliver. And they couldn't even do that. Um, so I, I eventually calmed down and had a, a, a very, um, professional relaxing conversation with, uh, their customer service and, and got it resolved. But I, in the moment was furious and i can't remember the last time that i was this angry um at at things outside of my control and that's the point when i get stressed and when i get angry it means that i'm trying to control things to such a minute detail that when something just moves off the page or something just doesn't go right 
and and I'm not in that control, it everything goes to shit. And it, that's when I move from stressed to angry. And so it's really it's really something that now, you know, having the the 17 plus months that I have, I can step back from and see where I'm starting to go off the rail. Um, you know, I, I started noticing it in a couple conversations, but then I really noticed it when I had about maybe two or three minutes in between meetings. I sat back and I said to myself, wow, I could really get fucked up right now. And that really kind of snapped me out of, out of it, snapped me back into reality. And fortunately, it was just a it was just a thought and a passing thought. It never became an obsession or a craving or or anything that I've been thinking about since. Um, and I really attribute that to the fact that I work a very strong program. Um, I actually reached out to a couple people and and just got my mind off of the things that I was doing, the things that were stressing me out, the things that were making me angry, um, and put myself back into a mindset of. What do I need to do? How do I need to do it? Am I doing the best that I can? And really starting to coach myself and talk to myself and get myself off of that ledge of stress and anger so that that thought didn't become an obsession. Um, because knowing me, my obsession would take me out again, you know? And, and I've said this many times on this program. I've said this to many of my friends. I have another relapse in me, but I don't have another recovery. And so I'm going to do everything that it takes to maintain my sobriety and stay sober. Um, but I'd like to hear from you guys tonight. You know, what is it that um, makes you stressed or angry? So I, I kind of uh, differentiate the two where uh, anger is, is my reaction you know, and stress is one of the things that can cause it. Um, and they're, they're not, you know, mutually exclusive for me. They're not, you know, just because I'm stressed doesn't mean I'll get angry or just because I'm angry doesn't mean it's the result of stress. Um, but, you know, I think a, a lot of the, I've, I've been able to avoid a lot of the um, little things really bothering me because of how much I, I, read 417 and, and, and practice, you know, acceptance, acceptance. I think if there was a, you know, a cornerstone of my program, it would, it would be that, um, you know, just because, you know, the idea that I, um, I think it's some, it's close to what you said, Jason, about, you know, control when we don't, you know, even if we're not needing to control things, even if things start to go the way that I don't think that they should go, then it, then it aggravates me. It, and it could start as something little, you know, one of, one of the things that's been, um, you know, kind of over the past probably month, month and a half, um, I had, you know, consulted with my doctor and I had been on, uh, anxiety medication, a low dose. And, and he, and I said, you know, I'll, I'll try coming off of it. And, and, he was like, yeah, that's fine. And I didn't notice any significant changes, except it was, I, I could definitely, I don't know if I didn't want to admit that I was becoming more agitated at little things, uh, but it was definitely noticeable to, you know, my, you know, my, my girlfriend actually said something about it. Um, I talked to my therapist about it and I, long story short, I went, I 
went back on my meds just to see if, you know, that alleviated some of it. Um, but yeah, I think that was probably the scarier thing for me is that it, like, I didn't find myself getting in these big, angry, resentful places. I got in these kind of just irked by little things, you know, uh, you know, and, um, and not really no, but not really noticing it, you know, it's like, it, it, you know, so it, it's, you know, kind of, you know, not to, to, to make a counterpoint of what you said, Jason, but like, I would, I like stuff like that delivery guy shows up late. Like I wouldn't let that stuff bother me, but I would let something that somebody said, you know, affect me, but I wouldn't let it affect, affect me outwardly. And so it, those kind of things would just kind of build one on another, on another, on another over a period of time, not like in a day. I never found myself going, well, I had a crap day today, but, you know, I just kind of felt in this funk, in this fog, um, you know, and, and so one of the things that, to help me get out of that is, you know, absolutely sharing about it, whether it's in a meeting, although I find that, you know, stuff like that is, is, I'm better served with a therapist because, you know, in the rooms, you know, people are there to listen, but they're not really there to offer solutions, um, you know, because the, everybody has their own crap, you know. So, so you know, it, it's a uh, yeah. For me, it, I I prefer per, prefer a a licensed professional for th- stuff like that. So. Uh, you mentioned like the little things that build up and I think that was like what happened to me today. You know, it wasn't just the, the delivery guy. It wasn't just one conversation. It was like four or five things in a span of like 20 minutes. And by the way, I still had to be in a meeting presenting something and someone's asking for a a report and like all of those things just start happening all at once. So I, I totally get that feeling. It's interesting that you said, I internalize it. I internalize it and I carry it on. And so do you recognize yourself doing that more or less now that you're sober? Um, I would have to say more only because I'm aware of it. So like before being in like a constant drunken haze, you know, I, that kind of stuff, you know, I didn't notice it until the outburst. You know, I didn't I didn't recognize that those that those outbursts were a culmination of little things, as opposed to now, where I'm, you know, just in this you know incredibly reflective state, where I look at those those little things internally, and I just go, well, that's a little tiny thing. What the hell am I going to do with that? Like, like I'm not going to. You know, I'm, I'm not going to make a, a mountain out of a molehill. I'm not going to, you know, go over the top trying to either fix this or complain about it. I'm just going to, you know, brush it aside and move on. The problem is, is if I brush it aside too many times, you know, it's, you know, I, I could see how, you know, being sober, those, you know, those little things building up. For me now, it becomes that thing where like, okay, I just have to talk about this. I just have to get this out as opposed to when I was drinking where it, I didn't really have a decision. It would be like, you know, maybe the 50th little thing 
that lit that fuse and depending on how much I had drank, that would determine how much I overreacted or how angry I got. And, and so, you know, I, I definitely notice it more now, um, which I, I think is a good thing, but I'm not sure. I, I was actually just going to comment on that. So I, I think it's, or at least what it sounds like to me, it's not that you're holding it in, but it's more awareness. Mm-hmm. And instead yeah. of just, you know, rattling off a, a rude comment or or reacting you're internalizing what happened processing what happened and then being able to have a sober reaction to it as opposed to letting all those little things build up inside you and then one day boom your head just blows off that also used to be your thing right ben i think you've talked about that you used to make comments snarky comments or sarcastic comments constantly yeah no a thousand percent that would absolutely be you know but like my go-to of just like if you said something I didn't like like I was going to come back and be smarter than you or or mean like I would just be mean and cutting and 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 so yeah so like to be void of that is really it's it's a really you know like nice feeling it's weird because it's something that maybe you know maybe people notice but maybe they don't but it's also not a thing that I could go around saying hey I'm do you notice that I'm not a big jackass anymore? No. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, and so, so for me, it's kind of one of those things that like, I, 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 I don't know I think I struggle with it, but it is one of those, those ego, those, those, those false ego things where we're like, Oh, we're just working a program. We're just doing great. And in the background, we're like, doesn't anybody see how much I've changed? It's, it's all different. Don't you notice me? Oh, right. Sorry. I, I totally understand that. I totally understand that. Um, Chris, how about you? You know, I, I think you and I have very similar temperaments in the sense that, and I think you've said this on the program, that you can go zero to 60 real quick, right? And and I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Um, but what is it that makes you stressed or angry? Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm emulating your week as well. I I actually have COVID as well, so we are uh, 50% strong COVID positive on this show. Um, I definitely also have a culmination of a lot of stressful um, things going on. And your your story made me, you know, I was firing down some notes, and it really made me think that um, stress and anger are very, very powerful emotions. And if I can think back to all of my relapses and most of the relapses that people around me have they were they were rooted within stress and anger or at least a lot of them were um and i i also think they're sometimes hard at least when you're feeling it it's hard to identify until sometimes it's too late unless you're working a program kind of like what you were saying jason you know it it got you to a point someone who has a very strong program to actually think about drinking and quote unquote getting fucked up today like you said Right. And you, I don't think I've heard you say that. Well, I I don't even remember hearing you say that. So it got to the point, these strong emotions that you were thinking about that. Um, So that's just something I was reflecting on when you were talking. But, you know, stuff that gets me, I guess, stressed or angry, um, control, definitely. Uh, You know, I wrote down a list of like eight things and I am looking down on it and three of them say control of some sort. When I don't have control over a situation, over a disagreement with a person, over uh, you know a conversation with 
uh, a family member, that definitely gets me both stressed and sometimes stressed and sometimes angry, depending on the situation. Um, I think uh, not having control over the future. I mean, that I constantly struggle with thinking about the future and not being present. That's something I've talked about a lot is the thing that helps me with my sobriety the most is staying present. Um, and then I think just conflict in general. Um, I use sarcasm a lot in my daily, daily life. So anytime there's conflict, you know, that gets me a little stressed, uh, angry, you know, if there's, if I don't have control in that situation, once again, with another person. You know, you mentioned something around, um, resentment and anger and stress and how they're really tied closely together. And I was thinking about that and I just wrote down, you know, stress and anger has a root of resentment and then fear is the root of resentment. And, you know, it's really interesting having me think about that because all day today I could pinpoint where I was fearful. You know, like something wasn't getting delivered. I was afraid that I was going to, you know, not get not uh, get that money back or not get the product that I wanted. Um, I was I was having that conversation and I was fearful that I wasn't doing my job well. And and I can see how fear really fueled my stress and anxiety and anger today. Um, so I think that's a really, really important point. I also think that stress and anger, you know, it has a negative connotation, but similar to anxiety, if it's used properly, it's a good, it could be a good thing. You know, when we talk about stress and anger, everyone's head automatically goes to bad, right? But everyone feels anger at some point, everyone feels stressed. And if you have a way of identifying stress, identifying anger, you can use that for your betterment. You know, if you're stressed, there's probably a reason and you probably have to do something in order to counter that. Uh, same with anger. You know, maybe it's time to have that conversation that you didn't want to have. Uh, maybe it's time that you remove yourself from a situation. But, you know, it's it's definitely something that those emotions, although have a negative connotation, definitely can be positive as well. So talk to me a little bit more about that. You know, this concept of healthy stress and anxiety, or more accurately, healthy stress and anger. Do you think that there is healthy stress? I think there's healthy stress. I mean, if you are not stressed, if you're living a lackadaisy life and everything is easy, you're not really pushing yourself, right? I think that's a good gauge of both if you're pushing yourself to the best of your ability, both, you know, whether it's um, in a relationship or at a job or at the gym. I mean, it, imagine going to the gym and never feeling sore, right? You're probably not doing enough at that gym. You're probably not pushing your body to the to the fullest potential. On the contrary, if you're leaving the gym hurt and in pain, you're doing something wrong. So there's a healthy line of identifying the level of stress and you know anger. I think is a little harder in the positive sense, but at least with anger, 
you can identify a situation that's unhealthy or identify a situation that maybe you have to fix in some regard. I think that's a perfect analogy. You know, thinking about it as a muscle that you work in the gym, you know, you get it to a point that it is stressed, but not uh, torn, you know, and, and you want that feeling of growth, but not going so hard that you're out of the gym for a month, you know, so I think I think that's a perfect analogy. Ben, what do you think about this concept of of healthy versus unhealthy stress and, and anger? And what are some of the techniques that you use to manage your stress or anger? Um, yeah, I agree to a certain extent about, you know, healthy stress. I've, yes, it, it's a very good analogy, Christopher. It's a very good analogy. I, I just, I, I don't know how much I, I, I think for me that that goes a little too deep in that. I don't know if I would actively be trying to create any type of stress in a relationship. I think for me, it's more about just identifying it and being honest about it and sharing about it. Like for me, that that's like far bigger than, than the solution. You know, it's, you know, cause I, I think, that, I think, you know, what Chris is talking about is the solution, which, you know, if you're, you know, feel able enough to, try to fix it, then great. You know, for me, I think it's, it's more so about identifying the problem first, um, before I can even get to a solution. And, and so, you know, pretty good example was, uh, last weekend, I, I was just not in a great mood and, and me and my girlfriend were driving and I, I, you know, she was asked me what was wrong and I was just, I was being short and I, I said, look, I'm, I'm just mad. I'm just, I'm, I'm just mad about, I was mad about a particular thing. And I said, that's just, that's it. There's nothing, you know, I'm not, I, I don't mean to take it out on you or anybody else, but I'm just mad. Like, you know, and for me, that's, that's miles ahead of where I was, you know, where I, where I'm able to, you know, you know, feel that, express it and, and acknowledge it. Um, you know, that, that for me is, like I said, it's just miles ahead of where it was because that's something that I could have, you know, internalized and just, nah, nothing's wrong. Cause it had nothing to do with her. You know, it, it was, it was something entirely different. And, and so it, it, you know, me just acknowledging that was, you know, sometimes that's, that's a more important step, step than me trying to, like I said, fix whatever, whatever the underlying cause of the issue was um but yeah i mean i would say it's i don't know if i have tips or tricks or techniques that i use i i mean you know i'll go back to it again you know therapy massive just a massive help um because they for me therapy allows me to just kind of word vomit everything out there and then and then they're able to take the pieces and kind of hone in on one or two things and say let's look at this and it kind of focuses you focuses you because if you guys are anything like me you know we'll start throwing our shit in the middle of the room 
and then you know either we're looking for other people to agree with us we want to be in that vacuum where other people see our side or we want people to feel sorry for us and that only gets you so far that either validates your feelings or it gets you even angrier you know so so yeah I, I think having a weekly you know therapy session for me is a monumental uh piece to the puzzle because and 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 look it, it also is important to you know like like we talk about with sponsors and stuff like if you got to find the right sponsor you got to find the right therapist you got to find somebody you trust and that you're you're willing to be completely vulnerable and completely honest because otherwise like i've had therapists that i've worked with that i've given them i've kept them at arm's length for whatever reason just because i wasn't sure of the advice that they were going to give and, and those were you know you know therapeutic relationships that didn't work out but but yeah in order to you know you know help identify the those feelings um you know that is a massive help but outside of that in the moment you know i i i try to sit back and i try to you know i i said it i think on last podcast or maybe a couple podcasts ago that you know, i try to i try to sit with whatever the emotion is and and try to you know think about it in in classic addict fashion i try to overthink my way out of the problem and usually it doesn't do me much good but usually it's enough it's it's a long enough period of time to take me out of you know that you know to what you were saying before jason about you know being in that that moment of just like i'd rather go out you know usually just kind of turning it in on itself helps me look at it and takes me out of that idea of running away from it you know so so this way it's it's no longer about what substance can i use to to mask this it's you know what can i what behaviors can i change to fix this i loved what you were talking about in the sense that you allow yourself to just be mad i think that's the technique that i use the most the the healthiest technique that i use the most is i allow myself to be insert emotion here you know angry sad happy you know and, and i never used to allow myself to feel those emotions now being an alcoholic and addict sometimes i can't automatically pinpoint the reason behind my emotion like stress and anger and most of the time i get there pretty quickly now but i i truly allow myself to do that you know i i have even told people this before that if i'm say stressed or angry i say to myself okay you're allowed to be in this feeling until 48 hours or 72 hours or however long that i feel like i need to work through that and i just get to be stressed and angry that whole time and i don't make myself wrong about it i don't care who tries to coach me out of it i explain to them that i'm sitting in this emotion and i'm allowing myself to do that and at the same time at the end of my timeline i have to be done with it i have to because that's my commitment to myself and so most of the time uh these days i am well out of that emotion by the time that my deadline comes you know i i'm pretty much on a 24-hour uh cycle now 
I, I feel that feeling, I experience that emotion, and then boom, I'm done. And I'm allowed, allowing myself to then move on, you know, because I think that if I sit in the anger, if I sit in the resentment, if I sit in the stress, then it's just going to fester and create itself into something else that I may not want. Um, you know, a damaged relationship or something that I can't really pull back um, at work or, or something like that. And I would rather allow myself the time to get through it and really go through it than have to go back and make an amends. You know, um, I really try and live my life now where I look at things of should I... If I do A, will I have to make an amends? Or if I do B, will I have to make an amends? And if I if it's one or the other is no, you won't have to because you've lived an uh, authentic life and, and told an authentic story and told your truth and all the things, then I choose that option. Um, you know, so so that's my that's my way of, of really coping and looking at situations like that. Um, outside of that, you know, I tend to generate a lot of energy when I get stressed and angry and the the gym has been a great um relief of all of that that pent-up energy which makes having COVID suck because now it's just like sitting here and I can't go out to the gym and I can't go out doing stuff and like I get winded going to the to the freaking mailbox so I can't really go out and like spend that energy and so I have to think about how I'm going to do that in other ways. Um, sometimes it's like sitting and just watching a funny movie and expending energy through laughter. You know, I watched a, a sad show the other day and I expended that energy through crying. And it's all around really being able to find different healthy ways to take that energy and, and um, redistribute it. So Chris, what are some of your healthy techniques to deal with this stress and anger? Yeah, real quick, I just want to comment on what you said about allowing yourself to uh, feel feelings. You know, something that my wife and I are really trying to do with our daughter and eventually more our son is not scold or take our daughter out of that place when she starts having a meltdown or crying. You know, meltdowns are a little different, but there's times, you know, where she's sad or where she's crying or she's five years old. She's learning how to live. You know, she's only been on the planet very few times. And you see parents a lot of times whenever their kids cry, say, stop crying. Why are you crying? Don't do that. X, Y, Z. And it's a reaction to do that. I have to say, like, whenever she's crying, my initial reaction is to say, please, like, why are you crying? Can I fix it? But what we're really trying to do is reinforce that it's okay, like you're saying, to feel what you're feeling and identify it. So now we're trying to say, like, why are you feeling like this? Can you verbalize it? And sometimes they can't, you know, they're five years old, but she's getting better at saying, you know, well, you're spending time with my brother and I wanted, you know, I was jealous. And just having a five-year-old identify a feeling like that is amazing. So I think it goes hand in hand with, you know, 30, 40 year olds too, because we, I, I know I was never taught to do that. 
you know, when I grew up, it was don't cry, don't show emotion, boys don't cry, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's definitely not healthy. And, you know, that manifests definitely it accelerates with our addiction. And, you know, through recovery, I'm learning to identify emotion and sit in that emotion. Um, so I just wanted to comment on that. But uh, before you before you go into the next thing, I think it's a huge point. You know, when when we're younger, that's when we're starting to really grow and develop and learn how to do things. And I, I had a very similar uh, growing up in terms of like, stop crying or stop being angry or stop whatever that emotion was. And as I grew up and I, I grew into this raging alcoholic and drug addict, that stunted all of that growth. And now that I got out of rehab 17 and a half months ago, I have to learn all this shit, you know, and it, and it takes time. But allowing ourselves to do that and being gentle with ourselves as we learn how to handle those emotions again, I think is a huge point. Right. Um, some some ways that I deal with stress, and, and I, you know, I agree with you. I think the physical is huge. When I am not physically active, when I am not eating well, when I am not sleeping well. I am so much more irritable. I am so much more stressed. I don't feel good. However, you take the opposite when I am working out on a consistent basis, when I'm eating healthy, when I get seven, eight hours of sleep a night, I'm a completely different person. And I mean, there's just straight up science behind that. So I think the physical is a huge thing in my life. Um, you know, the last month between my wife having COVID, myself having COVID, I haven't been able to do that. And it's reflected in my day-to-day -day stress. You know, I've, I, I, I agree with you. Like I need to get back to the gym because every day I, I'm like, oh, I just want to get to the gym. I want to get back to my routine. Um, other ways to deal with anger, I think for me are volunteering or helping people or talking to people. And you never see someone you will not I, I challenge anyone to find an angry person while you're helping someone at a church or a food bank or whatever it's just almost impossible so like doing things to help people and you don't even have to go to a food bank you can literally call someone and just say hey how's your day and that you know stuff like that is really how i combat the stress and anger in my life yeah you, you had a lot of good points there um, I mean, I don't even want to try to do that. Go to a soup kitchen and try to find a person that's unhappy. That seems like a pretty fruitless exercise. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I think for me, I, one of the, the routine is, is very helpful. Um, and whether that's, you know, just downtime after work or just my, my routine in the morning, just kind of, you know, getting those little things right at the start of the day, they just really help. And so just, you know, and I think that's one of the things that I really, really enjoyed, I can't believe I'm gonna say this, really enjoyed about rehab was the structure and the, you know, the routine of every morning, you know, 
Medline, coffee, breakfast, you know, like just getting that consistent structure. It put me in a place of just kind of relaxation. And so, um, you know, so now, you know, I'll, I'll get up for work, get dressed, leave for work, and then turn on my morning meeting on my, on my half hour drive and, and start and start by taking that in in the morning and, and stuff like that just helps me get into a mindset that is, is much healthier. Um, you know, you, you guys have mentioned the gym, just staying active, you know, that we've talked about it a bunch of times, you know, getting, getting in leagues and getting in social situations that are healthy and, you know, and positive, just having those things to maintain. I think, you know, Chris, you were touching on this before, just maintain that balance and then this way, you know, it's easier when, for me, when I can identify what's going right, what's making my life better, and there's a structure or a balance associated with it. And so then when I feel something off, I can turn and I can, and I can analyze that structure or, or that um, framework and look at what's changed. And I think, uh, you know, to, you know, circle back, as we say, you know, to what I said at the very beginning, uh, you know, about um, my meds, you know, I think that's a perfect example, like, you know, being on a medication, taking it every day, you know, it was a part of my routine. And then removing it was, and again, it wasn't done rashly, it wasn't done haphazardly, it was, you know, done in consultation with my doctor, um, but there was a noticeable difference, obviously, you know, whether it was as noticeable to me as it was to others, that's, you know, neither here nor there, but so now I have something that, that I can identify and turn and go, okay, well, you change this about your routine. This happened. Let's re let's reevaluate that part of the, you know, the routine and, and see if something changes. So I think awareness is a huge part of this. And before we wrap tonight, I'm, I'm just interested to hear how each of you identify, not necessarily the triggers, but kind of the indicators of how you start losing control of your stress or anger. And that can be emotionally, mentally, physical indicators. Um, but what are some of the warning signs that you have identified Ben, that really show you that, okay, now I know I'm starting to lose it. I think that it, it is very much for me, an internal feeling of just a heaviness, a, you know, I, I can feel sadness. I can feel, I can feel more negative emotions um, as opposed to, you know, and I, again, going back to something that uh, Chris had mentioned early on, that the ability to stay present, if I'm, if I'm too much in my emotions and, and I think, I think one of the things that makes me aware is when I'm being like trying to be, have so much awareness, you know, because then I'm overanalyzing, I'm, I'm looking really deep into things and I can kind of feel myself in that emotional mud. And that usually for me is, is one of the first indicators 
Um, but, you know, going to something you said, Jason, about, you know, it takes time to learn these things. You know, it, it really does, does take time to learn these things because I think I'm well out of the phase of being okay with being an emotion. Like, that was one of the very first things. Like, just being okay, just experiencing them, not, like, dealing with them in any way, shape, or form, just experiencing them for the first time. And then, again, just getting more experience experiencing them and, and having more time and, and literally, you know, putting getting more reps, feeling sad, feeling happy, feeling lonely, feeling tired, feeling scared. Um, and just, it just takes time to learn, you know, what the other triggers are, what the other things that just, you know, are, are going to start to build up that lead up to, you know, an outburst or an emotional overreaction. I, I totally get that, you know, a- acknowledging those feelings and identifying what they are. Now that we're sober, we can we can start to put our finger on that. I know for me, some of the indicators is my body starts tensing up, I start losing any sort of patience with, um, you know, kind of nonsense small talk. I have like these, these physical indicators, like sometimes I start like getting heated, like my body will start feeling heated. Um, but Chris, what, what does it feel like for you when you notice yourself starting to lose that control over that stress and anger? You know, you guys touched on them, the physical, um, I don't really start get this heated thing. I start sweating in my right armpit. It's really weird, <laughs> but just the right one. Oh, just the um, right one. Okay. Yeah, it is really weird. Um, so when I actually get like stressed or really angry, uh, there, there's definitely some sweating. Um, I, I become very like have some insomnia. I start overthinking at night. So I'll sit there and I'll, send myself a million emails, remember to do this, do this, I'll have to get up and write it down. Because if I don't write it down, or I don't send that email, I'll just think about it for another two hours. And that's a big one for me when I am constantly sending, sometimes I'll wake up and have 15 emails to myself. And that's when I know I'm in a, I would say, very high stressed state of life. Um, you know, another thing is just when I'm irritable. I mean, it's pretty easy for me to recognize when I'm irritable with people because I think that my irritability uh, comes off very strong. Um, you know, my wife can definitely attest to that. You guys could probably attest to that. You know, I become a little less uh, playfully snarky and maybe a little more mean. Um, and, you know, I, I just think that in general, I start arguing more. Um, that's really not healthy. And lastly, one thing that I noticed that I do is in certain situations, I try to fix things that don't need to be fixed. I'll find myself, and this is really with the relationships in my life. You know, when people talk to me, I'll start firing off how to fix everything in their life when deep down, I'm just thinking about how I need to fix my own stuff. But I, don't want to fix it or I can't fix it and I don't have that control. So me trying to gain that control is by fixing everyone else's stuff. Yeah, I, I can really identify with the with the email. Um, I learned early on in my career, it's never good to 
just shoot an email off uh, to someone without sitting on it and thinking about it and letting it maybe sit overnight. Um, thankfully, now they have the recall button, um, which I've had to use at least twice today. Um, but, you know, I think that at the same time, um, I loved your uh, self-reflection of like how you change your personality when you are losing that control of of that stress and anger. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a great place to stop tonight, guys. Um, a really interesting um, way to end my day. Um, and I think that this has helped uh, a little bit. Um, I have given myself until I go to bed, or excuse me, until I wake up, um, to still feel that stress and anger. So I'm still sitting in it. Um, but par for course, I have um, started to relax on that a little bit and, and get through that emotion. So I'm not as stressed out or angry as I was uh, probably two hours ago. So thanks for helping me get through that. And as always, each and every one of our episodes is dedicated to the still sick and suffering alcoholic and addict, especially the individual who's going to pick up for the first time tonight. Have a good night, guys. Have a good night. Have a good night. We appreciate your liking and subscribing to our podcast. If you liked what you heard today and would like to support our podcast, feel free to Venmo a dollar to our virtual basket at Sober Solutions Podcast. We want to hear from you too. If you have a comment, question, topic, or would like to come on the show, find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Sober Solutions Podcast. Or you can shoot us an email to SoberSolutionsPodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show.